0: I'm not a sore loser. Uh, you know, uh, I thought it should went to Miles, if not me. I, and I said that publicly, um, you know, and it's as simple as that. Miles, yeah. Miles, y- you look at the Titans game alone. And no offense, but uh, TJ played the Titans. Did you see two Titans following TJ Watt? Did you see, like, they're following him all across the line, dude. Like, people could say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, the film does not lie. Like. His presence is way more dominant than T.J. Watt, and that's just the reality of it. So if you had to rank five guys in the NFL in terms of who gets to the quarterback the best, you know, and what you guys do,
1: how would you kind of rank them then, one through five?
0: I I think I'm probably the best pure speed pass rusher, but if you're going off defensive ends, like, or like run and everything, Mm -hmm. you can label that. But you're talking about pure pass rusher. I would say if you look at my win rate and my I was the best one this year. So it would be me and I would say Miles and I would say Max and I would say Nick Bosa. And then I would say, uh, not TJ. I mean, look at the stats. Like the, like, that's one thing, like the stats don't lie. He was not top. I think he might've been fifth or sixth. Alex Highsmith, I think had a better pass rush rate and a more double team rate than TJ Watt. If you really want to be statistically like it, like this isn't my stuff. Like I'm not just pulling this out of my head. Like. Look at the stats.
1: So the, the only thing I'm just going to say about this is, I just know when you say something like this, what the reaction is going to be. People are going to think that you and T.J. Watt have some beef and stuff like that when you get the Cowboys and the Steelers nah. fan base all intertwined. There's no beef with you and T.J. Watt.
0: There's no beef at all. I was just, I, one thing I hate about the NFL community and NBA community, we just hate when someone else wins. Like we, like when I lost to T.J., I did not go on and say I got snugged. I just said I'm going to go to work. When I lost to Nick Bosa the year after that, I did not say I got snubbed. I just said I'm going to work. You know, when like the biggest mistake in people is that the saying that someone is not deserving. How who are you to say someone's not deserving of an award of that magnitude?
1: Juicy stuff, juicy stuff that came down within the last 45 minutes. Uh, And that's from Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio, so credit to him out in Vegas to get that. We know Micah Parsons is somebody who is absolutely not afraid to speak his mind, but man, how about some of that stuff to add some flames to the TJ Watt fire? TJ Watt did not attend the NFL honor ceremony last night. Some discussion about that on the airwaves today because he knew he wasn't going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award that went to Miles Garrett, and we'll look at the side-by-side of stats in just a few moments. Uh, However, he was not there for Cam Hayward, who did win uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, which was a really, really cool moment. And there's certainly... Uh, nobody better to represent the Pittsburgh Steelers than Cam Hayward. He's been one of the most stand-up individuals, let alone athletes, in this city uh, for the last decade. Uh, you think of guys that represent their teams for the last 10 years that are still currently playing. Sidney Crosby, certainly. I mean, he's been one for 20 years now. Uh, the all-time example, Andrew McCutcheon, Cam Hayward. I mean, we got a pretty good three in Pittsburgh that you can uh, give that accolade to. Maybe he and Hayward had a conversation beforehand about T.J. Watt not being there. Maybe Cam Hayward really doesn't mind that one of his running mates wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know what conversations those guys have. I don't want to make a big theory of it because maybe those guys had a one-on-one behind closed doors, whether Watt would be attending the ceremony or not. Uh, Najee Harris also a winner of an award last night. He won the Angry Runs Award. Uh, Lamar Jackson your winner of the MVP Christian McCaffrey won the offensive player of the year CJ Stroud and Will Anderson your offensive and defensive rookie of the years uh, both from the Houston Texans Uh, the Browns cleaned up Kevin Stefanski won the coach of the year his second Uh, the comeback player of the year uh, that might have been the most controversial from a national landscape. That was the only time last night where I was truly stunned. I mean, credit to Cowboy Joe Flacco for being an old man, having to get off his couch, stop picking up his little kids in a minivan, and slinging the football for 300-plus yards for the last month or so of the season. I got no idea how the guy actually beat DeMar Hamlin when it came to that award. He also got far fewer first-place votes. It was a very odd uh, mix whenever you looked at the voting. Flacco got about half of the first-place votes, but he had at least enough mixed with so many second-place votes that he won the award. So it was almost like the voters... If they weren't voting for DeMar Hamlin, they really weren't voting for him at all when it came to that. And that's how Flacco won. And credit to Joe Flacco himself for being the first guy to come out and say, like, I didn't deserve this award. I didn't deserve this accolade. I mean, I got off my couch. Another guy had to come back from a near-death experience. And the guy played this year. Uh, And then we get to Miles Garrett. He won the Defensive Player of the Year award uh, in what seemed to be uh, just a league-wide effort for Garrett to uh, finally get this notch on his belt. T.J. Watt had already won it. And there are a couple of seasons you can point to and think maybe Watt could have won again. Uh, Aaron Donald mixed in the last few years. He has won the award multiple times. But it escaped Miles Garrett for the first seven years of his career. And it really did seem like an odd league wide effort, a league wide push of the agenda, if you will, for Miles Garrett to win this thing. I mean, you would see it just on social media and the NFL's tweets. Uh, like Miles Garrett would have a game where maybe he had one sack, which he didn't really do so in the last month and a half of the season. He was pretty much invisible. But, hey, we got to keep pushing. So they would just put out like a picture of Miles Garrett flexing and, you know, he's a muscular man. And it would say, is Miles Garrett your defensive player of the year? So, you kind of just had to live with it as a Steeler fan. Like, you knew it was coming. It was inevitable. Like, that's the point where I was at. Do I think TJ watched the better player? Absolutely. Across the board. I mean, I don't buy into the fact that a guy almost got things done being a better player. And I know there are people that have played the game, haven't played the game, that Have thoughts on both sides. We just heard what Micah Parsons said about it. Basically calling T.J. Watt a crybaby and calling him a sore loser for not being at the honor show last night. Being upset that he didn't win the Defensive Player of the Year award whenever he had five more sacks, 14 more pressures. We know that they love that stat in the analytics world. Uh, Six more QB hits. 12 more hurries, or 6 more hurries, 2 more tackles for loss, 26 more tackles, uh, 15 more solo tackles, 1 more interception, 7 more forced fumbles or fumble recoveries, uh, 8 passes defended. He also had a touchdown that came against the Browns. But hey, the guy can't be mad about it. I get it. The way you look at it, if he should have been there for Cam Hayward, I understand that side of things. I don't mind him being pissed off going into last night knowing he wasn't going to win the award. We know how things always leak about these things, and players uh, really want to block the things out and act like they don't know ahead of time if they're going to win something. It's very rarely a true surprise. The only thing last night where I think it was a true surprise for a player was probably Joe Flacco. He probably went into last night thinking, I have no earthly shot of winning this Comeback Player of the Year award, and he ends up winning it. This wasn't the case. We, we knew for a long time this season that Miles Garrett was going to win. And, yeah, the guy went pretty much invisible down the last half of the season. I mean, start at the week where teams were playing during Thanksgiving. Zero sacks. Two tackles. Zero sacks. Zero tackles. Zero sacks. One tackle. Zero sacks. Three tackles. Same thing the next week. Same thing in the the playoff game against Houston. Zero sacks, three tackles. He also had two penalties in that game. I know that that did not factor into the voting. He did have one sack, though, and three tackles against the Jets in Week 17. Now, maybe Micah Parsons is just standing united with him on this front because he himself... Went a little bit invisible down that back half of the season. Not quite as bad as Mr. Garrett. But after Thanksgiving, we only saw two and a half sacks from Micah Parsons. More tackles. A couple of tackles for loss mixed in there. But no interceptions. No forced fumbles. No fumble recoveries. He was quiet, and he himself was invisible in the playoff game, even maybe more so than Garrett. But I kind of like when this stuff happens at the same time. I heard something Adam Crowley said this morning, and welcome back to him as well, and best wishes to his wife and the the two little ones at home, including the, the new addition. I don't like when players are just best friends with each other. I feel like we don't see that as much today as we saw 20 years ago. I remember as a kid, whether you love him or hate him, I loved whenever the Steelers were playing somebody and Joey Porter Sr. would be in some dude's face before the game. Or we would see like the Steelers linebacking core. Farrier, Porter, Harrison, Hagans they're all in the mix. Larry Foote. They're getting in somebody's business. We got stuff going on at midfield. These guys weren't all buddy-buddy. I mean, I understand maybe these guys were from the same place, same hometown, same high school. Maybe they went to college together and played. I don't mind the, the jersey exchanges after a game. I like seeing guys more vicious before games. And already, people are going to circle on their calendars, even before the game is out, they're going to circle, if they have a sheet of who the Steelers are playing next year, they're going to see the Dallas Cowboys are coming to town. And not that you normally need more tickets to be sold for a game like that, because the Cowboys only come to Pittsburgh every four years or every eight years. We don't see it all that often. That's always a hot ticket. This just made it a little bit hotter. So maybe a little thank you to Mr. Parsons for that. Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Coming up next, taking a trip at the end of this month. There's a food challenge that I don't know if I should try. I want to. I don't know how good it would be for my well-being. I want to spend a minute on that coming up next. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan.